Lucas Learns Life, a podcast where I have challenging, honest, and fun conversations about life with my eight-year-old son, Lucas. All right, we are back on the fourth episode, uh-huh. season one of Lucas Learns Life. Say hi to Lucas. Hi. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah, it has. Um, and uh, this is his dad, Biniam. And we have uh, another episode for you all today. So today's episode is Lessons from... Encanto. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, uh, a very popular movie that is out now. Very, very popular. I'm sure lots of kids and adults have seen it. Um, should we give them a little spoiler alert? Yeah, because we're gonna be talking about the movie. So if you haven't watched it, don't listen to this one. Yes, exactly. It's a really good movie. Exactly, exactly. So we're going to be talking a lot about the movie. Uh, before we start, anything new going on with you since we last recorded? Anything you want to... There's a few things that have happened. One is... My your, new Invisalign. Your Invisalign, yeah. How's that going? Fine. Normal. Yeah, normal. It's getting, I'm getting used to it. Yeah, yeah. So that that's great. You got the Invisalign. What else happened that was new? I don't remember anything. Um, hmm. Yeah, we've just been trucking along, right? I got um, COVID. Does that count? Oh, yeah, that was kind of a big one. <laughs> yeah. And then who else got COVID? You and yeah. Sophie. Yeah, that's right. Um, but we are on the mend now and uh you know thanks to the vaccine our symptoms were very mild right mm-hmm. yeah um all right so Encanto is um a great movie you all you and your sister have been very obsessed we've watched it six times <laughs> <laughs> but no but my friend Amir in school has watched it 82 so uh, I don't, I don't, that may she have said been she a, watches it every day. <laughs> may have been a slight exaggeration. Just a but, slight. So like more like 75. Could be. Could be. Um, Because it came out the day before Thanksgiving last year. So it's a possibility. Now tell me what is it that you liked about the movie. So today we're going to talk about a little bit about, uh, you know, things that we like about the movie. What makes it so great. Uh, and then um, also just, you know, pulled out a few lessons, right, that we feel like uh, that we can apply uh, and take away from the movie. So what did you like about the movie? Honestly, I liked everything. But if I had to say the main things was that it was a musical. I think since it was a musical, that really helped. That really, I, I, The songs really helped me understand the movie. Mm-hmm. I especially liked uh, Surface Pressure, Waiting on a Miracle, um, The Family Madrigal. Okay, tell us a little bit about those songs. Um, there's only, like, there's a few things they have in common. But what I like the most is that they all, at first, the characters who sing, they, um, they say, like, they seem as if nothing's wrong. And then later in the song, they say how they really feel deep inside. Mm-hmm. So in the family Madrigal, 
first she um first Mirabelle just keep keeps singing like she's having a fun time and then later um after they asked what's your gift she was feeling a little guilty and she wasn't looking well she was feeling shy like she mm-hmm. uh even though the whole time she felt that way she was hiding it and in surface pressure first Luisa said I'm the strong one I'm not nervous as if nothing was wrong mm-hmm. and later she says but under the surface I feel berserk as a tight rope walker in a three ring surface and then later she even says but wait if I could shake a crushing weight so she changed three times and really showed her emotions later in the song mm-hmm. and then waiting on a miracle Mirabel says I'm fine I'm totally fine but then she says I'm not fine I'm not fine and so that's what I liked about it another thing that I liked about it was that there were so many things happening but it also wasn't that complicated Mm-hmm. So many things were like Maribel got um didn't get a gift. Um Bruno left the family. Uh Abuelo um got lost in when they were leaving their home. Um a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, um Isabella's um Isabella's uh proposal all those things but it wasn't that complicated even with everything happening that's mm. another thing i liked i could easily un- understand yeah i i totally agree i think the music uh was amazing and that it really helped tell the story you know mm-hmm. um and i think that's i mean music is really powerful and that it can be an amazing vehicle to move the story forward And of course, who was do you remember who wrote the music? The Manuel Miranda. Yeah, he's And I still know um I still know who it was who's Mirabel's part. Mm. Stephanie Beatrice. Yes, good job. Good job. Yes, so there were uh you know, he's uh, you know, considered a musical genius. He wrote uh, a very very famous Broadway musical called Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys watched it. We did watch it and uh and he he's really incredible. And so he's uh not just oh let me just pause here and sing a song, right? He's purposefully um putting things the music in, together in a way that you know helps you understand the characters and the depths of their emotions like you said and also being able to move the story forward. So and I also liked at the end um I learned when everyone sings together that's called the madrigal. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Uh yeah, and uh, again he he applied so many uh, musical techniques as well so that um that those changes, those abrupt changes are actually like uh something that made it work right it was actually part of the style of the music it didn't didn't seem like a weird thing i agree i will tell you though for me that is my favorite song we don't talk about bruno and dos orugitas even though you can't sing it even though i can't sing it um, but i do like it a lot yeah um how far can you go with it dos orugitas enamoradas pretty much i can go farther <laughs> okay go ahead 
Dos orguitas enamorados, esas sus noches, madrugadas, whatever. <laughs> That's really good. Wow. All right. Um, so, a few lessons mm -hmm. that I was going to share with you about Encanto. I have three things I was going to share with you. Um, and you'll let me know what your thoughts are about those things. Um, yeah. So the first one is something called generational trauma. Do you know what that means? Um, generational trauma? Generational trauma? Generational trauma? Mm-hmm. No. So this is an idea that um, sometimes people experience a lot of pain when they are alive. Um, well, like Abuela, let's start there. Okay, she experienced pain, right? She lost her husband. She was displaced from her home. And she experienced a lot of terrible trauma, right? And when people have that trauma, they, what they end up doing without knowing it is they pass on that pain. They carry it on. And if they don't deal with it the right way, then they pass that on to the next family to the like the next generation they pass it on and then that generation then grows up with that some kind of trauma and pain and then that person also passes it on um and so abuela because of the pain she had she was without knowing it passing on that pain to her kids and the way she was passing Bruno, that's how Bruno left exactly right so she made Bruno feel like he was worthless she was putting a lot of pressure on the family like telling them like they needed to be a certain way and essentially like she had not dealt with her own pain and so she was passing that on and then that was going to be passed on to the next generation with Mirabelle right and, and, a, and a big lesson with that is a lot of times adults do this um, a lot of adults, they have things, baggage that they may have carried uh, from their childhood, their own childhood, pain that they may have experienced, shame that they may have, uh, you know, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of things that make them sad, like maybe they didn't have the childhood that they wanted, you know, and then um, oftentimes the natural thing that happens is people then pass that on to their kids in a way that, that uh, because that's all they know, right? They know the pain, they know the trauma, they know the hurt that they've experienced, and then without knowing it, they kind of inflict that on their own children. Mm -hmm. Right, but the right thing to do is to try to stop that cycle, right? To say, you know what, I've gone through this pain and I didn't deserve that pain and I'm going to make sure that I don't pass this on to my kids. You see that? You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And so that's really always important. Like there are a lot of times that I want to make sure, you know, uh, that I don't pass on anything negative to you. That mm -hmm. I just pass positive things to you. You know what I'm saying? Um, even though I don't think that I had a lot of uh, trauma per se growing up, but we all kind of carry some baggage with us without knowing it. And we just need to make sure that we don't pass things on that's negative yeah. to you. Sometimes the way it happens is like, let's say someone yells at me, I carry that anger, then I put, take that anger out on someone else. And then 
that gets passed along, that anger. Instead of saying, hey, you know what? This person yelled at me. Uh, let's say someone, a friend or a coworker or somebody yelled at me. I need to realize that was inappropriate and then end the cycle there. Instead, what happens is like I get yelled at, I get stressed and angry about the person yelling at me, and then I come home and then I yell at you. Now I'm stressing you out. And so then you yell at Sophie. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's so it's important to be able to recognize it and end the cycle. Which is what happened with Mirabelle. Mm-hmm. Right? She ended the cycle. She ended the cycle. And she helped everything go back in place. Mm-hmm. She helped Bruno first and then she helped Abuela. Yeah, exactly. Because imagine now Bruno with all the trauma he experienced from Abuela, she passed a lot of trauma on to him. Imagine if he had kids. That would right? be worse. It yeah. would be, yeah. And he, so then he, how would he be towards his kids? You know? Um, okay. So the next thing, do you have any questions about that one? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty a deep one. Um, another one that's kind of related to that is that um, our value as people does not come from our gifts mm-hmm. right some people are given a little bit of a gift and some people are given a lot of gifts in this world right um, and that's that that's very natural that happens some people may have a lot of talents they can sing they can draw they they are, uh, you know, they can do math and they're, they're just, you know, have a lot of different gifts and talents. And some people don't. Mm-hmm. Our society sometimes tends to overvalue people that have a lot of gifts. And undervalue people that don't have gifts. Yeah. <laughs> but where do you think our value comes from? Who we are. Who we are. And who are we? People. Yeah. Not perfect. Not perfect. You got it. Right? And so what is important is not what gifts we have, but what do you think? How you use them. How you use them. You are so wise. Right? Can somebody have a lot of gifts and use them the wrong way? Yes. Like, give me an example. To show off. To show off? Okay, so for example, tell me someone who has lots of money, how they can use the, that gift that they have, which is money, a good way and a bad way. I... Um... <clears throat> Mama told me, um, she read a book mm-hmm. about, um, a woman, a rich woman, and instead of using hair curls to curl her hair, mm-hmm. she would use dollar bills. Mm-hmm. And then she'd throw them out after she was done using them. And then one day she ran out. Mm-hmm. That isn't a good that way That is not a good money. way. I agree. And then what is it, what about a good example? Using it to buy things for the poor. Mm-hmm. Helping those that are less fortunate, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I think that, um, you know, that's really important. I think that you are blessed with lots of gifts, for example. Like what? I think you're very smart. You're very conscientious, thoughtful. What does conscientious mean? Thoughtful. Conscientious? <laughs> and did you're I also say, funny. And did silly. I say too many shams? Yeah, you did. You're yeah, also, I said one you're, too many shams. You're shams. also silly and funny, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and But I think it's really important that, um, you know, that like that... Um, gifts those gifts that you're using wisely to make a difference in the world right uh not just to say like oh yeah i am really smart and uh and yeah and just like showing off and it doesn't really mean anything at the end of the day right if we don't use our gifts it doesn't really mean anything right all right um so does that make sense about the gifts and that our value comes from the fact that we're people and mm-hmm. human beings and not from what we are able to do. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And, and and you remember from Encanto, um, that was the whole problem. Abuela was like, she loved her kids with gifts, especially like her favorite was uh, Isabella. Isabella. Right? Um, she loved Isabella. You know, she was like, oh my gosh, all the flowers and beautiful. She would have two flowers all over the town. She loved that. But even like Peppa, she would like be mad at a little bit (laughs) yeah peppa you have a cloud Uh, i know mama but i can't find antonio it's like all she can do um basically um she can use her gift for good and bad Mm -hmm. so can dolores yeah exactly the gossip so can camilo and, and and so, okay, so the other last thing, the last lesson that I really liked about Encanto was actually something that um, is similar between Ethiopian culture and Colombian culture, and that is that of value for community and family. Um, I feel like there's always this um, balance between um community like thinking like everyone gets together a lot Mm -hmm. and 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 also like this this value making sure that we as a community as a group are going to move forward and be successful rather than i am going to be successful you know i sometimes here in in the u.s society it's there's a lot of emphasis on the individual like i am gonna i'm gonna work hard i'm gonna be successful i'm gonna get up here and that's like the emphasis you know what this reminds me of yeah we swear to always help those around us and earn the miracle that somehow found us. The town keeps growing, the world keeps turning, but work and dedication will keep the miracle burning. And each new generation must keep the miracle burning. Exactly. The only part that really shows Abuela in there is each new generation must keep the miracle burning. <laughs> and Mirabel's generation didn't keep the miracle burning. Well, remember, the miracle is who? Them. them right that's not what she i'm talking about what she thought yes of course yeah, yeah. but the idea is the, the miracle is really this idea that people can come together as a family and support each other through trials and tribulations right yeah and so i think that um of course we have to individually make sure that we are succeeding and we are focusing uh, on our own individual success i think that's important of course but at the same time 
the collective, right? The collective success of our community and our family is also very, very important, right? It's this idea that we have a responsibility to each other, right? It's not just like to our own selves. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's where uh, I feel like the family, uh, the, the strength of the family in, in Encanto uh, comes especially at the end. And it's not just the family, but the whole town, right? That they're there for each other. Yeah, they, they said, we have no gifts, but we are many and we'll do anything for you. Right, right. And, and, and so right now, how do you think we can apply that to our, our life and our community and our family? What do you think? I really don't know because it's not like I can carry, it's not like uh, I can get the donkeys out of the barn or <laughs> I can make the church in the right spot or get flowers on houses or, but we don't need gifts to do good things. Okay, so for example, when we go to church tomorrow, and we are going to, you know, after uh, the service, we always have bread and tea, right? Um, what do we think? What do you think we can do as part of the member of that community? Maybe bring the, the bread someday. Or yeah. Okay. We could good. do the. We could do the tea. Or, or we can do that. We can help with the tea. Mm-hmm. What else can we do? Do you think? We could cut the bread or not eat it so we have some for others. Yeah, we can save some for others. Mm-hmm. We can also help clean up, right? Ah. We can make sure that that area, that the greenhouse that we, we eat in, make sure that that area is clean, right? Not just like we eat and then we just like leave our plate and our cup there and expect others to clean it, right? So we just I always make... throw mine away. I know, you do, you do. But then maybe what if you see another plate and cup i'd probably throw it away even though i for some reason all i um i just look at my food and then i look at it as i throw it away and then i just look on the ground normally as i walk to the door so but next time thinking like looking back and being like is this area clean because this is also I'm, i'm in this space right now and this belongs to me too right this is also my space like together we we this is part of our space and so making sure that okay is this area clean you know uh, in, in your classroom same thing in your classroom after you all you all have bible study or even in an immaculata after you have class when you before you leave if, if you see something on the floor uh like a, a marker or a piece of paper and then or at anything. the end of the day we do do clean up good uh there's one thing um it's mainly for team points i don't think we need to have the team points like um whoever wins gets five points for their team that's how it is in five Mm. minutes who cleans up um sometimes it's top desk inside desk um bottom desk sometimes um yesterday um i mean yeah uh, yeah yesterday it was single person Mm -hmm. and i won it Oh, nice. Yeah. Congrats. But, uh, but yeah, so, but remember, this is more of thinking about it as like a responsibility. So even in situations where, uh, and again, even in this house, right? Um, thinking about how do we make sure that we are contributing to the collective growth of the house, of the church community, or the, your school community, 
right? Not just like, what am I going to get from this community, but like, what am I going to give to this community? So that's the idea. It's this idea of community uh, and that we, our collective success, you know, is, is so important. And if we are not succeeding as a group, individually you succeeding or you moving forward really doesn't mean much. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because if your friends and your family and those you care about, you love, they're struggling or that environment is struggling, but you're just like by yourself, like, oh, but I'm, I'm just going to move forward. Then you're going to really just end up alone. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but that's, that's all I have uh, as far as lessons from Encanto. Yep. <laughs> well, is there any parting words you have about the movie? You want to encourage people to watch it? Yes. You should watch it. You should watch it. Uh, and really, really do not watch this video. Um, listen to this podcast episode. I mean, because it's such a good movie, I don't think it would be good if you already know half of it or a little bit of it in the middle. Yeah. Exactly. Agreed. All right. Well, um, thank you all so much for listening. Again, this is Bingham and Lucas. And signing out. Do you want to do a song for them as we head out? Which one? Um, I have to know it all. Which is everything except for Dos Orguitas. Okay, do surface pressure. I want to hear you do surface pressure. Okay. I'm the strong one. I'm not nervous. I'm as tough as the crust of the earth is. I move mountains. I move churches. And I glow because I know what my worth is. I don't ask how hard the work is. Got a rough and structable surface. Diamond plat. Find them I flat them. I take what I'm handed. I break what's demanded. But... Handed, I break what's demanded, but under the surface, I feel the circus, a tightrope walker in a three-ring circus. Under the surface, was Hercules ever like yo? I don't wanna fight Cerberus. Under the surface, I'm pretty sure I'm worthless if I can be of service. A floor crack, the straw in the stack that breaks the camel's back. What breaks the camel's back? It's like a drip, drip, drip that'll never stop. concludes today's episode thank you so much for listening everyone till next time